If you want to know anything and everything there is to know about how to sell your house, you're in the right spot, my friend. Welcome to the How to Sell a House podcast. Are you wondering why your home didn't sell? We're going to get into the most common reasons that houses don't sell in this episode. So this is where you come for everything you need to know about selling your house. And if you are looking for more resources, definitely hit our website up, how to sell a house podcast.com. And you can see all the episodes there, but there's also a ton of resources. And if you are thinking about selling a house, we are here in North County, San Diego, but we can also help you find an agent in your local area. We have connections all across the country. So definitely hit us up one way or the other, and we will help you find a good real estate agent in your neck of the woods. I'm Cassidy Lewis. Lauren Sanders. And I'm Chris Erickson. And let's get into it right now. Top three, if you look at they come in threes, these kind of things, the problems. And and they all flow back to price. So it's condition, your marketing, or your exposure, or price. You can sell a horrible house for the right price. <laughs> so <laughs> so some of the worst houses I've ever sold sold quickly and for you know, so because they were priced appropriately. So many times it's it's the triad you got to look at. Look at these first, price, condition, exposure. As Lauren mentioned, one of the biggest things is pricing the home correctly. I know I've heard Lauren say it before, any home will sell for the right price. Even in a hot market, you don't want to over, like we are right now, summer, coming up on summer 2022, you still need to price your home correctly. Overpricing it, like we've mentioned in past episodes, buyers who are going to be purchasing a home, they have a good knowledge by searching online, by doing their research of what homes are selling for in the neighborhood. And ultimately the market or the buyers are going to choose what your home is worth. And if they do see that it's priced significantly higher than other price, uh, other homes in that neighborhood, you know, you're likely not going to get offers. If you do, they might be even below what the current market price is. So buyers are still very cognizant of that aspect of things. They know that the price is too high. So they don't even want to go see it. It's not worth going in um, because if they write an offer at the actual market price, what it should be, um, there's a good chance if your expectations are at a certain price that you're not going to even want to look at that offer. Um, And even recently, we saw a listing do price reductions at a couple different levels down a total of $300,000. And it didn't sell still and finally got close to market. The house two doors down sold in the first weekend because it was marketed uh, and because it was at the right market price right off the bat. Almost always in the end, it boils down to price. If it's not the right location, still a price for that condition. There's still a price for that. The two things that your agent or you control is the price you set on your home and the condition it's in when you sell it. The agent's there to create the exposure and to get the best exposure. So if you can get those three things right, you're going to you're going to sell it. Every once in a while there's something odd that causes a home not to sell, and this is more in a normal market cuz almost every home that that's priced right right now sells even if there's odd things. I had a uh, home listed at the right price, great neighborhood, great condition. Everything was like, you know, all the things you normally look at. But every time a buyer came, the seller followed them around and told them about the house. I couldn't figure it out the first week or so. And then I called an agent I knew that showed it. And they said, well, if the seller would leave, I think my people <laughs> would be able to spend more time there and like it. Because there's some things they don't like and they want to talk about fixing them and they feel really bad 
you know, they, they don't feel comfortable talking about those things in front of the seller. So sometimes it's an odd thing like that. Mm-hmm. And once that was corrected, the home sold. Actually, it sold to one of the people that came that left. So, and even in this market, I think somebody would have bought it, even yeah. if the guy was following him around. <laughs> so <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that's, I mean, that's a key, or I mean, that's a point in itself. Don't be there when the buyers are coming through your house. That yeah. is a big uh, uh, no no. <laughs> if we're going to, it's it just, it's an easy thing to control. And the buyers don't want to know how much you love things because they might not love the same things. And they, like Lauren said, they might have things that they want to change. And they're not going to say those there and take the time to actually kind of walk through and say, oh, I want to move this wall or I want to whatever, tear out this horrible tile. They're not going to say it in front of your face. Or that wonderful cabinet he put in, we hate it and we're going to remove it. And right. Rebuild it. Yeah, <laughs> right, very exactly, yeah. So it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just it's not the right thing for them. And one thing you can't control is location. But come back into that pricing, if it's priced properly – It'll still sell if there's power lines there. If it's on a main road, all that has to be adjusted for in your pricing. So if the house across the road has like a view and it's just better lo- better location within that neighborhood, it might sell for more than your house will sell for on that main road or without the view just because you know that's what the market is. The People pay for views. People pay for a better location. That's one thing you unfortunately just cannot change, but... You do still have to price it accordingly. One, one thing, too, you notice in a tight market versus a regular market is people will pay more for things. Like if it's in great shape, they'll pay more. Mm-hmm. And if it has a view, they'll pay more for the view. As the market tightens and changes, then you see the view has less of a premium. And same as if you had it. Like if, say, you have a house that's power lines right behind it and you know you want to move and you happen to be in a good market, I would do that during a time where there's a lot of buyers and low inventory because you're going to get hurt less on that discount for that particular issue your house has. And so. show and show power lines is a big one for us. I mean, we have in North County, there's a lot of properties that look at power lines and the high line or high tower uh, power lines. Don't hide them. Like show the flaws in photos because some people are going to not care about power lines. You want those people there. We've seen a million times listing agents in our community Photoshop out power lines or take it at an angle where you can't see them. If there are flaws and you know, there are flaws that separate you from other homes that are you're competing against, put them out there because people are going to see one way or the other. Nobody's going to make an offer just looking at the photos and not sending their agent out or, you know, something, somebody's going to see the property at some point. So just make it obvious right off the bat. That'll save you time. Because you won't have all the canceled appointments when people actually drive up and find out there's something different than what's represented mm-hmm. if they could see it from the from the front. And it might be something that doesn't – I mean, that's the whole big thing is there people have different opinions on things. Uh, I had clients that were very strict that they did not want to live by power lines. They had – that was just a hot button for them. Other people don't care. Or like I live on a corner. I don't really care about the noise. It's not a huge busy corner, but there was a lot of people that that's a huge no-no for them. Road noise is another one too. Look, yeah. But for a location-wise, if you're back into a busy road or something, that has an effect obviously on the value. Yeah. And some just kind of interesting things. I had a listing a few years back that we didn't sell. And part of the reason was we listed it. I went to an appointment at night. We looked through the whole house just peeked out in the backyard and I didn't realize there was a 10 foot wall 
about eight feet back from the sliding glass door. That ended up being a huge thing for buyers. And it was the only comment every single time I asked for feedback. It was that wall. We priced it kind of based on the things around and I didn't even see the wall. Be open to to getting negative feedback and just adjust as quickly as you can if it, there is something that's glaringly obvious. The, the other thing you can do with this is do a checklist just like you would preparing your house for sale is how are buyers going to view the home and what negative potential negatives do we have that are going to be a negative for some people? Like we know power lines could be road noise, could be um, corner lot, but you, you should have a good sense of here's the things that people might have an issue with. And then you got to make a determination on, on a value. You know, if it removes uh, a good one that I've had that changes things, uh, at least out here, it's different in every market, but had a house with a pool, an older pool, single story. If it didn't have the pool, it would have sold for more than it was listed for. The pool was a negative for it removed about 50% of the market from wanting to buy it. Some of those things in some markets, a pool is a plus. And if you don't have a pool, it's a negative. Make a list of what the negatives, positives are. And then obviously you're going to, you know, you're going to price accordingly. On that front of showing that the house properly is also marketing the house properly, including just all that upfront stuff, getting it staged, getting it ready, getting it picture ready first before you have the pictures out there, but then hiring a professional photographer. Even right now in 2022, I mean, I guess camera phones are better than camera phones used to be, but we still see they're, they're not nearly as good. First off, having a professional photographer out there to have their eye on the property. That's what they do for a living and making the property look good in all those pictures. But I, I, it's unbelievable that some people still put up pictures from their iPhone or whatever as the marketing photos, you could tell it's night and day from like a professional photographer to a good picture from an iPhone. It's, it's not even, you know, 80 plus 85, 88% of people start online. That's your first impression. The the other thing too, is how much do you want that to cost you? Cause it's going to cost you money. I, one of my buyer tips in our hot market is look at the houses with ugly photos mm-hmm. because they're going to be discounted because they've knocked out, a certain number of people just don't won't look at them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's crazy. I've seen just looking. You know, we see houses every day on the MLS that pop up, and uh, like you said, it's a good way to kind of find uh, not necessarily a deal, but in quotation marks, uh, a deal mm-hmm. in this current market. But even multi million dollar houses have pictures from uh, a phone or dark pictures, or it's just like wow. You need that's like the first thing that people are going to see to hook them to get them out to your property, to write an offer, to ultimately sell your house. So if your house did not sell and you hired somebody that did that, well, hopefully you fired them already. <laughs> but that's probably one of the main reasons your house did not sell. Every single listing you, we get, we get professional photos taken. doesn't matter how gorgeous it is or how ugly it is, how updated and how original it is. We get professional photos done on every single property because it makes all the difference in the world. Look at the thumbnail they chose. If there's like a powder bath as the first photo on the MLS or in, you know, if you're or looking a at a sink or, or whatever, a trash can. Or, yeah, or <laughs> anything, anything that's not like the front of the house or the amazing, you know, backyard or whatever, move along because uh, those things are huge too. There is currently in our market a home on the on that's for sale that's been sitting for a couple, a couple weeks, right? 
something like that. Which is a long time. Which Context a, at this yeah, market. It, That's it a long, long time. time. Yeah. And the first three photos are accidental screenshots from the listing agent's <laughs> phone of a conversation about some bad property management company. That should not be your top three photos. And it's been like that for weeks yeah. and it's just stayed there. So and where that house is, that's one of the hotter areas right now. It, Places sit on the market for maybe a weekend. Yeah. And then they're gone. And this has been multiple weeks. I think I saw it was 28 days or something today. It's crazy. Which is wild. Quick example. Like time and time again, back when homes expired in a different market, mm-hmm. many times it was because of the marketing that was done, the photos. I've had one that I sold for. I had a house on the market for a million dollars. This was quite a while ago, but for a million dollars for six months. We went in, did color photos, great photos, professional photos, a video, a video of the area. The house was sold in the first weekend at what they were asking for six months. It was a more normal market, but that's the difference between – it's clear. When people can get visualize your property, you're going to get more people out there, and then somebody will buy it. One of the other key items to look at, too, is what the market's like. So market conditions of when you're trying to sell your house and having trouble doing that. And just look at the competition. Is your house the only one that's sitting or are the other ones in the neighborhood that are sitting, too? Um, What can you do to kind of set yourself apart from those listings Um, in a more normal market? If we have listings that are sitting longer than like 10 to 14 days, we go to look at the other houses. We go and try to take a look at during open houses, uh, what we're going up against to try to set our sellers up the best we can um, to make sure that we're competing with all those other spots too. Many of the people we've been fortunate enough to help uh, did try to sell their house on their own and didn't work out. And so some of the reasons that could be, you know, this is going to sound self-serving, but if you're going to sell your home yourself, make sure you hire a professional photographer, get a copywriter to write some ad uh, ad copy, uh, figure out where you're going to market it, get maybe some marketing help to get the best chance, you, you know, you to, to get the most out of your house, to have the best chance of selling it. If it, if it didn't sell before, look back through, find a professional photographer, some copywriter, where you're going to run ads, get some marketing help, get, get some of those pros together. So you can have the best shot, at, you know, Give yourself the best shot this time around if you're going to try it again. People like us do this for a living, and we really enjoy it. Not only do we enjoy it, we're good at it, and we care about what we're doing. But um, Or just hire somebody like us, and we'll come in and take care of that plus a bunch of other things to make sure you maximize your equity. And so like Lauren was saying, if you did try to sell your house by yourself or for sale by owner or FISBO, as we say, or you're thinking about it, we have a whole episode on that too. So go check that one out. And then for a ton of other resources, go hit up how to sell a house podcast.com. If you are in San Diego, we could help you out here. If not, we have a great network around the nation, really good agents around here. So just go over to how to sell a house podcast.com and reach on out. We'll catch you guys all on the next episode.